This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome, everyone, to the Never Say Die podcast. I'm your host, TJ, and with me again, as always, is our NHL analyst and expert, the grumpy old man. They said there's no shame in his game because he's always the same. That's me. Uh, Now, grumpy old man, I kind of want to go ahead and start this podcast off by addressing the elephant in the room. Are you talking about the Islanders' seven-game losing streak or the coronavirus? Um, <laughs> I was talking about the coronavirus, but we can go ahead and first talk about, I guess, the most recent Islander game against the Vancouver Canucks. Okay, let's do that. Um, to be honest, grumpy old man, I don't know what you thought about the game, but it has been the first time in, I want to say weeks, that I've actually enjoyed watching an Islander game. Well, that's because the style was a little bit more wide open. I mean... They're more fun games to watch. We had like 40, I think 45 shots on goal, uh, scored four goals. Um, I mean, it was an exciting, it was a fun game to watch. Uh, There was a couple of weeks ago we had another game like that. It's escaping my mind which team it was against. Um, But this is, you know, this was a good fun game to watch. We went out, started shooting the puck. You know, the more you shoot the puck, the better chance you got of scoring. And that was certainly the case last night. Yeah, and I know I know we didn't come away with the result we wanted, but I thought we looked we I thought we looked good. I know Vancouver hit a lot of posts and crossbars, but the Islanders had a lot of chances too that they rang off the posts and crossbars as well. The chances were free flowing for both teams, um, and it's kind of a, fre- a breath of fresh air for a team that really is offensively inept and really we've been struggling to score. Um, Brock put two in the net. Uh, Eberly had a beautiful goal. I mean, that that move he put on the, the stick handling the stick handling ability, that deke, and then he put it top shelf a backhand. I mean, that was great. Andrew Ladd scored his first goal, and I, I want to think it like over close to two years. Is that right? It was. Yeah, it's been a long time. I don't know exactly. It was been a long time. I do not know exactly how long it was, but the goal that uh, I mean, it wasn't a goal. But did you see the play where Matt Barzal almost went end to end? And made a fantastic mood, uh, move, deked out Brock Besser, and had a beautiful backhand that went off the pipe. I mean, if that would have scored, that was a that's goal of the week. Um, if that would have scored, it was a fantastic play by him, individual play. Yeah, yeah, I, I saw. I know exactly what you're talking about, grumpy old man. Um, but I, I mean, even though again, the, even though the Islanders lost, defense wasn't great. Our transition game wasn't great. Um, our power play still abysmal. I really enjoyed watching the game. It was tense. I didn't think, you know, Vancouver is going to run away with it at any point of time. And the Islanders didn't feel like they were going to run away with it at any point of time either. I mean, it was a neck and neck game. And I, I can honestly say I enjoyed it. And for a team that's been struggling like the Islanders have, I mean, now we've lost seven games in a row. Some of those have been overtime and shootout. But I thoroughly have enjoyed, I, I thoroughly enjoyed last night's game We're recording this here on Wednesday, but I thoroughly enjoyed the game against the, the Vancouver Canucks. And I can say I'm happy if I'm enjoying the game too. That's obviously a, an added bonus. It'd be nice if we got the full two points, but still I enjoyed the game. So at least that's something. Well, sometimes I think the Islander coaching staff forgets that the games are supposed to be entertaining to get the people to want to watch them play. And like I said, Thatcher Demko played really well for Vancouver last night. Um, I thought that the overtime, uh, the shootout goal that Varlamov gave up is something he probably should have saved. Um, but it was it was fun to watch. I mean, uh, who would you rather watch a one or a two to one game 
where people just keep on turning the puck over in the, in the center ice zone all day, or a game that's five to four where there's chances back and forth, fantastic goaltending, uh, great offensive plays, and a little bit of hitting to boot. Um, I mean, that, that's those type of games I like. Well, I think the goaltending was was definitely fantastic for the Vancouver Canucks and Demko. I thought Varlamov let in a few goals were kind of iffy. And again, I thought he came up with good saves as well, but it shines through now and it, it, it continues, I feel like, to shine through this season. Um, we miss Robin Leonard. We miss an elite goaltender. I think, again, Simone Varlamov is a good goalie. I don't think he's great. I think he's good. He's serviceable. But for a team, again, that really prided, uh, prides themselves on defensive structure and elite-level goaltending, we just haven't had the elite-level goaltending or really the elite defensive structure this season after Pelic went out. Yeah, well, you know, goaltenders, they're up and they're down from year to year. Um, to expect a duplication of what we had last year was unrealistic. Uh, I think you've seen that from Thomas Grice and uh, Varlamov also. And I don't know if Robin Leonard would have been really that much of an upgrade, maybe a little bit. But, you know, you know he's never been – uh, a top five goalie in the league before last year. So, you know, I would have expected some type of regression from him as well. And, you know, I don't think people realize what a loss Adam Pellick really has been for our defensive core, especially with the type of system that we run. Uh, it was just a, really a huge loss. Um, and I don't think that the coaching staff has reacted well to it. Um, and I think that's hurt us really. I think it's hurt us the whole second half of the year since he's been injured. Mm -hmm. No, it absolutely has. Um, and I, I guess I kind of can go ahead and, and transition a little bit, grumpy old man. And I want to preface this and everything that follows by the statement of, I know I am not an epidemiologist, grumpy old man. Um, what is an epidemiologist? I believe now, don't quote me, um, the study of infectious diseases perhaps. I'm not sure if that is exactly what it is. I, I see that term thrown around a lot. I believe that's what it has to do with Grumpy Old Man. Oh, I thought maybe it was somebody had to do something with skin. I don't know. <laughs> no, epiderm. I know what you're going on, but uh, no, Grumpy Old Man, I don't think it has to do with that. Um, the coronavirus is it's pretty serious. Um, and well, at least the at least the the ramifications that we've seen and the precautions that different sporting associations have been taking have been very, very serious, and they've definitely not been lax about the coronavirus. Yeah, I. it seems like everyone's losing their minds over the coronavirus. I, I'm, I'm kind of a little confused, honestly. Uh, you know, I'm not an infectious disease doctor either, um, but it doesn't it, – it seems like it's kind of getting blown out of proportion a little bit. It's like a mass overreaction whether it's to the markets, to the reports on television, to canceling sporting events like they are. Uh, it's, it's just, it's weird. And I think it's pretty much because I guess you could almost consider it like uh, an exotic type disease since it, you know, they're saying it came from China, you know, maybe from eating bats, uh, you know, who the heck knows. Um, but, you know, I, I can understand, but it's almost like they're treating every single case, like it's more serious than it is. Like the flu, for instance, more people get the flu and die from the flu than get this and die from this. And I'm not trying to say that this is not serious, but this is killing people. The people that it does kill are, you know, mostly older people who have some type of immune uh, deficiencies. Hold on. Grumpy old man. Do we, do we need to be worrying about you grumpy? That's why I don't go out in public anymore. Well, well even, here's the thing. I, I am so famous right now that I can't without my uh, my bodyguards around me. I can't go out. The paparazzi's always chasing me around. People, oh, grumpy old man, did you touch me? Oh, say hello. Can I get your order? You know, stuff like that. So you know, I keep I keep the uh, people at a hand's length, so to speak. I was about to say. I mean, your title has old man in the actual title, so obviously. Uh, being a concerned um, host of the podcast, I just want to make sure you're going to be okay, grumpy old man. 
well, I think I'll be fine. Uh, I, you know, but here's the thing. In February, I was sick for a month. I mean, for a month. And, you know, maybe I had coronavirus. Maybe that's how it affected me. I mean, let's be honest. A lot of people who come in contact with it, and I don't think everyone gets it, or they might be sick for a little while. I just think there's different there's different forms of it and stuff like that. I, and once again, I know I'm coming off as, oh, what, you're saying there's no virus? There's nothing to worry about? I just think the that it's kind of being blown out of uh, a little bit blown out of proportion when you look at how many people die from the flu every year, um, as opposed to, you know, how many people have died from coronavirus. And I'm not saying, you know, you know, I'm not saying, Oh, coronavirus is cool. Nothing like that. So I just, I just think that it's particularly in the sporting world. It seems like we're really kind of overreacting a little bit. That's all. Well, I can tell you this much. So we, if you look at the sporting world, the first, I guess, proactive measure to prevent, again, the increased spread of the coronavirus, it happened in soccer. And if you go to the Serie A, that is a Italian soccer league, they were the first league to go ahead and start taking serious measures. They went ahead and suspended all of their soccer games for a month. And, and that was probably about a week ago. And... Now, just today, and I'm happy we're doing this podcast later on this evening, Grumpy Old Man, because there's a, there have been a lot of developments this evening alone. That's what on happens Wednesday evening. That's what happens when you listen to this podcast. You're going to get late breaking news all the time. Oh, absolutely! But it first started off with March March Madness, right? The big NBA or NCAA basketball tournament um, is going to be suspended or not suspended, but they're going to be played without any fans and spectators. Yeah. Um- for me, delay the tournament. I mean, uh, college basketball is all about the environment, I feel. Um, I would just delay it for a while or if you have to cancel or cancel it, whatever. But I want to get back to Serie A. Um, Juventus, who's probably the best team in Italy, they had one of their players test positive today. Um, and you're right, they have suspended games for a while. I think, And I just think that's the way, that's the way it's going to go in Europe. And I think you're seeing it like even here in the United States. I mean, some late breaking news today, TJ, hit us with it because you're the man with the late breaking news. Well, yeah. Well, uh, the player for uh, Juventus was Rukiani, I believe is how you pronounce his name. He's a, def- a center back, a defenseman um, he's for, pretty, he's pretty good too for Juventus. So he's the one who's been confirmed to have uh, the coronavirus. So today alone on Wednesday, you had, the NCAA tournament is going to be played as of right now without fans. Um, the NBA just went ahead and postponed all of their games uh, moments before we started this podcast. They had a few games that were supposed to occur in the late time periods, like 10 o'clock Eastern Standard Times. Those games were postponed until later notice. And Pierre Lebron said that, yes, the NHL was considering going ahead and suspending the season or possibly delaying it. And just 10 minutes ago, Grumpy Old Man, we're recording this podcast here at 10 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. 10 minutes ago, Pierre Lebron said, expect a statement from the NHL tonight. So, again, we have where the NCAA tournaments can be played without any fans as of right now. The NBA season has been suspended. I think the NHL is going to go ahead and suspend their season as well. And I think the NCAA tournament is also going to be suspended. So we're definitely seeing a proactive approach to all of these sporting associations trying to make sure that they're doing their due diligence to prevent the spread of the coronavirus. I will be interested to see what the XFL does. I mean, I feel like they're the wild card out of this entire group. Yeah. Um, and on the news front, uh, President Trump just mentioned an hour ago that he is suspending all. Um, no one's going to be coming to uh, coming into the United States via flights from Europe for the next 30 days. Um, so, I mean, that's another drastic step. I just, uh, you know, I, I mean, I, I just feel that, well, I mean, okay. It is what it is, but I don't think our lives should stop because of a virus like this. I just, I just don't. Um, it is kind of is what it is, but uh, I think you will see the uh, NHL suspend their play for a while, and 
Actually, if you want to look at the silver lining to that, I think that's probably good news for the Islanders. I think that's great news for the Islanders. Obviously, corona, the coronavirus, not good news for anybody. Yeah. But the NHL suspending their season is great news for the Islanders. We talked about it on other podcasts. I want to say we've been talking about this for probably four or five podcasts in a row, Grumpy Old Man. The Islanders are fatigued. They're not disenfranchised. They haven't given up on the season. They're fatigued. A lot of guys have been playing a lot a lot of minutes in our defensive zone, especially where they have to consistently concert a lot of effort. We talked about it last podcast. Just to give a quick a quick recap. Our defensemen have been having to really carry the load because once Adam Pellick left and Johnny Boychuk's numbers diminished, they brought in Noah Dobson, who's been playing again sheltered minutes. And you know, the the, the other four defensemen, you know, Letty. Um, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on names. Letty Pula, it's late at night. I'm sorry, Grumpy Old Man. Letty Pulak, Taves, and Mayfield all had to go ahead and carry more minutes. And you know, when you're playing in your defensive zone for the majority of the game as a counterpunch style team, it really takes a toll on you. And we even did that with forwards as they were continuing to get injured as well, where we'd bring up younger guys like your Kiefer Bellows, like your Oliver Wallstroms, like your Otto Koivulas, and we played them all sheltered minutes as well. And, you know, I think it led to the fatigue of this team. So a break and a possible NHL suspension due to the coronavirus is the best case scenario for the Islanders. Yeah. And, you know, I 100%, you know, the whole, we're not wishing coronavirus on anyone. We understand why they're taking these steps. Um, but I think the Islanders will benefit from this. I don't think that they'll cancel the season, I think they'll delay it um, and they'll maybe just play a little bit later. Um, into the summer, perhaps, you know, to get the playoffs. I, I mean, I don't know exactly what they're going to do, but I think when you saw the NBA cancel, I'm going to, I'd almost guarantee the NHL is going to do it too. Well, they, the, the NBA also canceled because Rudy Gobert um, went ahead and tested positive for the coronavirus. And there's a few other guys who felt sick and immediately, I want to say eight minutes after Rudy Gobert tested positive, they came out and said they're suspending their season. Right. I know they canceled the game today uh, between, I think, the Jazz and the Thunder because two players felt sick. Uh, I, you know, for me, okay, you got a couple of players that are sick. Is that enough to cancel a game? I, I don't I don't know. I mean, but I guess they wanted to err on the side of caution. Um, you know, maybe they just had a stomach bug or something like that. I don't know. But, you know, they here's the thing. They took a decisive measure, like it or not. Uh, I guess they figured, you know what, we're not going to contribute any further to this uh, virus, so we're going to suspend our season for a while and, you know, whatever. And I think you'll see the NHL do the same thing. I, You know, Major League Baseball is getting ready to start up. I think maybe it's a little bit different there because they're outside. I don't know. But I think I think you might see delays in the, se- in the, MB- in the MLB season as well. Who knows? Yeah, I could I could foresee that. Um, and grumpy old man again. This is unprecedented. This has never happened, at least in my lifetime, for anything that's been so widespread to delay so many different sporting events and so many different leagues, professional leagues. Um, I don't know if I'll ever see anything like this again. I don't know if you've seen anything like this before, grumpy old man. No, I mean you know they suspended some games for nine eleven. Uh, but it's that was not, you know, virus related or a pandemic or whatever they're calling it now. Um, it, nothing like that. So, I mean, I was going to make a little joke, but I'm not going to. So, because some people might take it the wrong way. But you know, there's been other illnesses throughout history, but they weren't sporting events. So, who knows? Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see how long funny, the, the it, NHL is going to be suspended. It would have been a funny joke, though. <laughs> um, grumpy old man, I, I don't know how long they're expecting the coronavirus again to um, linger and you know be an issue and a problem, but I, I, I don't know. I, are you expecting this to be a month? I, I've never seen anything like this before. Literally just you know spitballing grumpy old man. I think this might be maybe like a month suspension. I'm not sure how much longer you can effectively suspend a season and expect 
these teams that are towards the tail end, you know what I mean, making a playoff push in both the NBA and the NHL to go ahead and try to pick back up where they left off, regain momentum, and get ready for the playoffs. I mean, anything longer than a month, and we're looking at, you know, could be possibly serious ramifications for a playoff pitcher and just the form in general of teams. I think, again, the suspension, whether you agree with it or not, it's done. I believe it will happen with the NHL as well. But depending on how long it is, I mean, it could have serious, serious effects on the playoff pitchers of both the NBA and the NHL. Well, if it got, I mean, you have to figure they'll probably find something. They're, here's the thing. They're working on cures and, you know, trying to get vaccines and stuff like that. Um, you got to remember, this started right at the tail end of December in China. And honestly, if the Chinese government had been a little bit more uh, forthcoming with this information, it maybe wouldn't have gotten as bad as it has gotten. But, you know, the communist countries, you know, they're very, very secretive. And I think that's kind of, it hasn't contributed, it hasn't uh, contributed to, you know, maybe getting this thing rectified sooner. But they're looking to make, you know, vaccines and stuff like that. I mean, maybe a month, a couple of months before they get this under control. Who knows? Uh, but you might see some drastic changes. Maybe they're going to change the playoff structure this year where only eight teams make the playoffs. And that is exactly what I was hinting at, Crumpy Old Man, because if this goes on long enough, let's say it takes two months to go ahead and for the leagues, for I want to say the entire world to feel a little bit more comfortable about this, maybe to have a little more information on it as we continue to see, you know, more it, more people infected. We continue to see more people healing. We kind of see the side effects firsthand. We kind of feel a little bit more comfortable about, you know, this is here. This is how we're going to combat it. You know, X, Y, Z. I could see it maybe being a month or two. And if this is a two-month-long suspension that we predict by the NHL, there's going to be a suspension, Grumpfield Man. First off, I want to say I, I 100 100% agree with you. There will be a suspension in some in some manner for the NHL this season. But let's say we're looking at a two month long suspension. I could definitely see them going ahead and trying to shorten the playoffs. And I mean, it's kind of it. You know, you kind of feel bad for the teams that like the Islanders that are you know bubble teams in a sense. But in the same token. I mean, how long can you really prolong a season? I mean, there's 14 some odd games left, depending on, you know, what team you cheer for. And then you have the current structure of the NHL. You have eight teams in each conference. I don't know. I, I just I, – I don't I don't think that's going to be done. That's, that's just a long way to extend uh, a season that starts all the way back in October, really. Right. I mean, you know, the season ends normally in June. Uh and, you know, if you push it back a month, that's July, you know, and even if a little bit longer. I mean, I can't – I won't say I can't see it, but I know they don't want to just say the season is canceled. I know they don't want to do that. Um, so, you know, I would not have an issue, honestly, if it was postponed a month. Even if you say, okay, the regular season's over, let's go into playoffs. These are the teams that make it. These are the teams that don't. Or if you're going to, you know, play it out and say, okay, we're going to have four teams from each conference make the playoffs this year. That cuts out, you know, two rounds of, you know, a full, how many of a uh, full round of playoffs. So, you know, maybe that's just the way to go. I mean, that kind of buys you some, some time. Well, to speak on you talking about how usually the season ends in June, uh, for teams again that are playing in the Stanley Cup Finals, the NHL's regular season starts early October. For example, the Islanders' first game this season was October the fourth. That doesn't include the preseason games, which equate to about ten total games, I believe, and then the training camps that go into it as well. I mean, there's a lot that goes in to an NHL season that doesn't just include the regular season as well as the postseason. So if they were to go ahead and ex- extend this this season, you know, a month, maybe possibly two months, depending, uh, you know, how the environment continues to um, be shaped by the coronavirus, it's. I think there will be some provisions regarding the NHL playoffs. I don't think they're just going to cancel the season 
And I also saw some interesting points brought up. This could also negatively affect the amount of cap space for the NHL NHL teams next season. They were expecting a large increase on cap space. And again, if you might you might have a chance to lose a lot of revenue if you have to cancel a certain portion of the NHL playoffs or even cancel a certain section of the NHL regular season, you have a big chance of losing a lot of revenue. And I could see that affecting the cap space. Yeah. I don't know how much would affect it, but if you have to, and let's get back to it, right? Preseason starts in September. So let's say you get off in June, July and August, two months, you know, it'd be a real hardship it's a it's a tough physical sport. Uh, I mean, you're gonna miss out. You're gonna miss. You know, let's say if it's even a month, and they end in July, some teams are only gonna get, you know, four months off, four weeks off, five weeks off. I know that's tough. I mean, that's tough. I don't, you know, I don't know. Um, but I think you're a hundred percent right when it comes to the revenue. I don't like I said. I don't know how much it would affect it. But I think it could affect the salary cap going in next season. That's a really good point, DJ. I hate to admit that you actually came up with a point on your own. You must have saw it somewhere else. You know, grumpy old man, um, that is that is the, the line of work I work in and finance. So that's one of those things. And you know, being an uh, an old uh, economy major, an economics major, um, that's one of those things that oh, you know, maybe that does make sense. Um, but I will say this. You talk about improvements in players' games and where they're able to address their weaknesses. That all happens in the offseason. And the offseason isn't very long. So, for example, if a team you know doesn't make the playoffs, obviously you have a little bit longer of an offseason. You're able to give your body a little bit of rest, and then you are training 110% to get your body conditioned to work on all the weak points of your game. And if you have a really, really short off season, it's really tough to address those those weaknesses. Um, I, I think you could see an effect on player development. Again, it's it's going to be unilateral for the most part across the board. Every single team is going to be having the same you know shortness of an off season. But I'm just talking about in general for the quality of the game. I don't think it's going to have a huge impact, but it definitely could have some impact to a certain degree. Yeah. I mean, and somebody, I, what, and I'll just speak from the Islanders' perspective, someone who can really use an offseason of getting bigger and stronger is Noah Dobson. Um, I mean, I you know my feelings on him. Anyone's listening to his podcast, I think he's fantastic. He's the future of the team. Um, but he still needs to get stronger. I mean, you know, he's still a boy yet. I, I don't even know if he shaves yet, honestly. Um, but he seems like a late developer. And he definitely needs to get bigger and more physical out there. Uh, and that would definitely hurt him. He needs a full off season to get bigger and stronger for certain. And, and with any of the young players, honestly. No, you're hundred percent right. And I, for the players really that aren't in the NHL, you know, if you're in juniors, you have to wonder what type of effect is this going to have on, you know, the, um, the championships down there? Is it the Calder cup or the Memorial cup? I can never mm-hmm. remember. Memorial cup is for the juniors. Calder cup is for the AHL. Okay, so you wonder what type of uh, effect this is going to have on that, right? Because they're just right around the uh, time period of the playoffs. And, you know, what type of effect is that going to have on the junior season as well? Are they just going to go forego, you know, the junior's playoff? I don't know, because if they have to miss a month or so and you just come back and you say, hey, you're in the playoff series, you're in the playoff scenario from here on out, I don't know. It just It's interesting to think about. There are definitely a lot of things – that could go ahead and change the outcome of the landscape of sports. I mean, this is definitely going to be a year uh, that's going to go down in the history books. The coronavirus will go down in history books because of not only just what could be the effects of it, but just how proactive everything and everybody has been towards this. Well, I hope that it doesn't go down in history. And by that, I mean, that is just something like the bird flu or uh, H1N1. You know, those were big flus at the time. And, you know, we really don't talk about them much anymore. I hope that's the same thing with coronavirus where it's like, oh, yeah, remember the year that we had coronavirus where it doesn't turn into anything more serious? I mean, that, that's what I'm hoping for. A grumpy old man, to kind of cap up 
the coronavirus segment. The NHL uh, public relations uh, Twitter handle just released a statement five minutes ago saying, the NHL is aware of the NBA's decision tonight to indefinitely suspend its season due to a player testing positive for the coronavirus. The NHL is continuing to consult with medical experts and is evaluating the options. We expect to have a further update tomorrow. They'll cave. They'll cave. I, I have to think they'll cave. I, 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 okay, I, well, don't say it like they'll cave. I, I think that's definitely the wrong term. I wanted, I think they're going to err on the side of caution. Let's put it to you that way. I think since the NBA did it, they're going to do it too. I guess I guess that's, that's what I meant to say. Um, they're going to say that they're consulting with the doctors, and I think that they will eventually go with what the NBA did. I, here's the thing. If everybody does it, they're going to come off looking insensitive, like I just did, how I answered it. But they're going to come off as being insensitive if they don't do it when you see – like I said, you're seeing the same thing in the Spanish soccer league. They're going to be playing games in front of empty stadiums. Germany is going to be doing the same thing. Like you mentioned earlier, the Italian league is suspending play for a month. So, and I think that they're even considering that in, in uh, England as well. I think some games are already going to be suspended or played in front of no fans. So, so England had their first suspended game today. Uh, right. They originally had not mentioned anything about suspensions. They just said no handshake line between players. So they were definitely the most lax out of everybody. And then today they did suspend a game. Um, but, you know, I don't want to turn this into a coronavirus podcast, grumpy old man, right. because when it comes down to it, yes. Yeah, just just one more thing. You mentioned the Memorial Cup. I don't know how serious the issue is in Canada. Um, so I think they might delay that a little bit. Remember, the Memorial Cup ends earlier. Uh it doesn't go into June. I believe it ends earlier in the year. So, you know, they might even start be starting to get ready to get into that now. I don't know. I, I don't know their schedule. But if it's not a big issue in Canada at this point, and I don't know if it is, uh, they might continue. They might say that, yes, we're going to go through with the tournament at this point in time. Well, I th- you're just, just based off of, you know, how quickly everything's happening uh, in the United States. Um, it's. I wouldn't be shocked at all if uh, the juniors also follow suit. Um, so it's just going to be interesting to go ahead and keep your eye on that and just the effects that the coronavirus is having on all the different professional sports leagues and, you know, just in general life. Um, you know, Grumpy Old Man, the funniest thing was before we wrap up this coronavirus, I went – do you know what Sam's Club is, Grumpy Old Man? Yes, I do. What do you think? I'm an imbecile? I don't know if they happen by you. Sam's Club, Costco, BJ's, yes, the Warehouse Club. Yes, I am fully aware of them. So for those of you who don't know what a Sam's Club is, um, it's like, it is like a Costco. It's like a huge Walmart that is like almost a wholesaler. You can buy large quantities of certain items, and you get them cheaper than you would at an actual store. So my fiance and I needed toilet paper today because we're running low. And I told her, I said, you know, this might be important to go out early to try to go ahead and get this because, you know, I'm not sure how the mass hysteria is going to be in these sand club and just in general at these grocery stores and outlets. Um, We went to the Sam's Club and as soon as we pulled up, it was full with people. And we went back to the toilet paper section. Everything was gone. All the water was gone. Everything you could imagine was gone. And it's just, you know, we enjoyed it kind of people watching. We don't tend to to panic or anything like that because we definitely have enough provisions at the house. We didn't need to go ahead and stock up on, you know, 10, 15 cases of water like some people who were exiting the store were. But it was just kind of interesting to see, you know, that mass hysteria because you see it online and you hear about it. I'd never witnessed it firsthand. That was my first time ever doing that, grumpy old man. But uh, hopefully we could just go ahead and order some toilet paper on Amazon or something like that because, you know, we don't want to run out of that with everybody just buying it a mass hysteria. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, you know, I'm not going to talk about your bathroom habits and why you need so much toilet paper. Um, we're going to leave that alone. Uh, but it's like a lot of people, you know, if you live in a southern state and they forecast snow, everyone panics and runs to the store and buys up all the milk, all the water, all everything, because, you know, there might be a couple of flurries and they figure they're going to be, you know, snowbound in their house for weeks and weeks and months at a time. It's kind of like that. And it is a panic situation. That's the way people are looking at it. Um, 
and it just is what it is. So, but I'll be happy not to talk about coronavirus anymore. Yes, um, I, I will say, depending on what happens with the NHL and how they decide to go ahead and suspend the season, um, that might have an impact on our podcast, Grumpy Old Man. I'm not sure. So. I don't think so because I can talk about hockey all day long. It does. I don't have to have a game being played now. I can talk about the Islander farm system, where we're going as a team, what short and long-term fixes, anything like that. See, maybe somebody like you, you need the constant thing with the limited knowledge and limited knowledge of history of the sport. You don't deliver, you know, you don't bring much to the podcast. That's why the grumpy old man is here is to bail you out. Get out my bucket and bail a boat out. Well, I'm glad you are grumpy old man because that it will be interesting just to let you talk, you know, off the cuff where you don't necessarily have me trying to segment everything for you and you could just go ahead and talk about hockey in general. I'm sure you're actually going to enjoy that even more than podcasting with me in our normal format. That's right, because I get to freestyle a little bit and not have to have the shackles that TJ likes to put, um, you know, put on me uh, every single podcast. You know, hey, we could talk. NFL free agency is coming up starting next week. We could talk about that, where Tom Brady's going. You know, those are the type of things we could talk about. So. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things to talk about, and you know, foolish. I'd even go ahead and entertain the idea that the coronavirus might go ahead and interrupt our podcast structure. Um, I do want to go ahead and transition this a little bit, grumpy old man. Uh, the Athletic released an article. It was an opinion piece, um, looking back at the bet, the biggest risers and fallers of the 2019 NHL draft. I'm not sure if you had a chance to read it, grumpy old man, but they talked about a few prospects. Um, in the NH or not in the NHL, but they were drafted last season in the 2019 draft, and Simon Holmstrom made it on the list. Unfortunately, he wasn't one of the biggest risers; he was one of the biggest fallers, I guess you could say. And what they said about him was as follows: um, I'm sorry, I just got it up, grumpy old man. Okay, um, I'm not going to knock a teenager uh, for taking some time to figure out the AHL. He is a truly unique situation this season, and it can't be an easy transition. But Holmstrom shouldn't have been a first-round pick, and I suspect the Islanders would now agree a year later. If I'm an Islander fan, it stings that the two picks directly after him were Philip Tomasino and Connor McMichael. The former looks like a dynamic playmaking center. The latter is a versatile goal scorer whose team is now having real conversations about his NHL upside for the next year. But both just broke 100 points in the OHL. Holmstrom should should have been would have been a fine second-round pick, and he's got some nice NHL tools to work with moving forward. But 23rd overall was a reach for them and reach now. Well, I mean, this is almost a podcast in itself. See, this is the type of thing that we can talk about if there's no games because I can talk about this for an hour. Anyone who listened to this podcast before we were on the Hockey Podcast Network knew that I wanted Philip Tomasino. That's the guy I wanted. And I had two other guys on my wish list, and they were all available when we came to pick. And I remember when our pick was coming up, I'm like, we are going to get either Philip Tomasino, uh, Kaliev, or uh, Connor McMichael. Those were the three guys that I said, that is exactly what we need. And my first guy was Tomasino. Why? Because he brings what we don't have, a creator out there. Um, not like Matt Barzell, but in that type of mode. And I felt that we that's the type of player that we need. We need offensive skill players. And who did we pick? We picked a guy who was projected to go in the second round, who I call uh, Josh Bailey 2.0. Um and there was someone, and you know, you did mention it. And you sent me a couple of texts, and our, one of our friends, Frank DeCosta, mentioned that he, maybe he was Robert Nielsen 2.0, but I think that that's uh, blasting Robert Nielsen. So I just, I just wow. don't. I here's the thing. I looked at Holmstrom's play. He doesn't look like he does anything extremely well. I mean, this is a team that needs scoring. We know they need scoring. We know we need creative players. We need offensive players, not more third-line types. That's not what we need. We don't need a whole team of third-line players and fourth-line players. We need high-end skill players, and they really drop the ball. I mean, you got to think of Lamarillo comes in, and we don't change our scouting staff. 
why is every other team able to, you know, get high-end talent on our teams? And we're not able to. We were picking in the top five year after year after year, and nobody ever seems to pan out. Well, you ever think maybe we need a new scouting staff? I mean, at least shake it up a little bit, but no. I mean, when he was in Toronto, I mean, they got Mitch Marner. I mean, he was a top 10 pick. He was a number one pick. They got Austin Matthews. He was, but Morgan Riley, um, you know, Kasperi Kapanen. These were all guys that they were at Nylander. These were all guys that they were able to bring in who were actually picked after the Islander picks. And they were able to get players. With, and why, why can't they do that now? Maybe you should have brought some of their scouting staff with us uh, when he came from Toronto. The only people he didn't bring from Toronto. No, I'm just yeah. joking, of course. Um, but we'll go ahead and save that grumpy old man, I guess, to go and talk a little bit more in depth about next podcast. I just wanted to bring it up because it was an article written today, and we posted it on the social media, and we got some responses um, for and against the uh, the opinion of another guy through The Athletic. Um, but I, I don't want to talk about it too much. I just want to go ahead and mention that it was brought up um, it's going to be interesting again to see what happens with the coronavirus. But I will say if there is a silver lining, I think the Islanders do benefit from a little bit of time off to kind of reset their heads, get their legs back underneath them and get players healthy. Yeah. I mean, without a doubt, um, you know, and here's the thing. I thought you were a Debbie Downer when you started talking about coronavirus but then you go and bring up Simon Holmstrom, and it just got worse from there. So now, I mean, here's the thing. Let's talk about we do it. I mean, the NHL is still going to be playing probably, you know, at least a couple of games. Let's go up. The Islanders have how many more games until we podcast next? Is it two? Calgary and um, Edmonton? Are those two coming up? Yeah, so we play Calgary on Thursday and then Edmonton on Friday and then technically Pittsburgh on Sunday. So this is assuming that everything we said earlier was wrong and the NHL does not suspend their season. Uh, We can't make predictions for the next three games. I guess the caveat being that you and I both think there's a high possibility that the NHL suspends their season. I do. I I do. I I think they will. I think when they have a chance to sleep on it, they're going to, they'll do what the NBA did. I think they'll, you know, put it on hold for a couple of weeks or whatever they're going to do, uh, they have a they have a lot of things they have to they have to check on before they're going to put that season on suspended for a while. Yeah, obviously um, NBA makes a lot more money than the NHL, and NBA also makes a lot more money than the NHL. So the NHL missing time and possibly having to, you know, either cut out some of the playoffs or cut down some of the regular season games has a serious impact on them where the NBA doesn't affect as much. Um, you know, you can argue then, yeah, sure, the NBA makes a lot more money, so technically it would hurt their bottom line more. But again, in the same token for a league that doesn't bring anywhere near the profits of those two, it would have a more serious ramification for that smaller league. Yeah, and you got to remember the NBA has a much bigger TV deal where something like this isn't going to affect that, where the NHL doesn't. The NHL still has um, – a lot of the revenue was generated by uh, ticket sales, and that's not necessarily that's not the case in the NBA because they have a huge TV deal. Um, so, I mean, I think that's kind of what they're weighing out. But I mean, we have three games we can predict, um, and I'm going to let you do the first predicting today. So, uh, again, I'll throw the caveat in: if we were wrong about everything we've talked about, the NHL doesn't suspend their season. And we play Calgary Thursday, Edmonton Friday, and the Pittsburgh Penguins on Sunday. I am predicting us to actually go two and one. I, I I think again. I told you earlier on. I didn't think we'd beat the Vancouver Canucks. They've been struggling a little bit. Um, a, a team that can really skate. I'll tell you the teams I do think we'll beat. I think we'll beat Edmonton, and I think we'll beat Pittsburgh. If again the season has not been suspended, I think we do go ahead and get on a little bit of a win streak. I think maybe we come away with a possibly a point against Calgary like we did against Vancouver. Maybe we just lose in regulation. I think things are starting to turn for the Islanders, though. I thoroughly enjoy the game they played. Um, again, there's no quit in that team, which is extremely important. And I think I think we match up well against Edmonton. 
and Pittsburgh. I mean, that's going to be a playoff atmosphere game, if, if anything. Okay. I'm going to pick the Weasels way out and say we're going to go 1-1-1 one, one, and one for three points. Um, that was real easy for me to do. You're not uh, kidding, grumpy old man. My gosh. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to say who's going to win. I'm going to keep everyone's suspense on that, but I do have my, you know, what I feel. Uh, but I just wanted to bring up one other thing. I mean, I don't. In last night's game, they did the presser with Barry Trotz afterwards, and couldn't help but rip Matt Barzal again. Didn't mention him, but you know, one of the one of the toadies in the media, you know, knowing the company line. Well, what about Matt Barzal taking that penalty? You know, that they gave up the fourth goal. And then he goes on the – well, you know, we got to be smarter. We had the game in control. Like all of a sudden, that penalty took control of the game away from the Islanders. Okay. They had – Vancouver had a lot of shots on goal too. I mean, it, that game was back and forth. No one had control of it. And, you know, I just – all right, so we give up a power play goal. How many Islanders take penalties all year long, dumb penalties, and no one says anything about it? You never hear him ripping – an older player for taking a dumb penalty. The only one is Matt Barzal, and he just can't help himself. It's what he does. And it just drives me insane, and he did it again uh, last night, and I felt like smacking him right on top of his bald head. <laughs> um, grumpy old man, I will say this about you know what players take penalties. I, I've never been a big believer, and I don't care what sport it is, ever to single out or to hint that a certain player made a mistake that caused the team to lose. Because when it comes down to it, there are many different sequences and many different actions performed by every single player on that ice that can always alter the outcome. So pointing a finger at one in particular moment saying, yes, that right there is, you know, not something we needed. There's about 15,000 other things that happened on the ice that night. that are things that your team didn't need. Sure. Was that magnified? Absolutely. When you take a penalty and you give up, you know, a, a power play goal to the Vancouver Canucks, that hurts. Absolutely. But, you know, get back to the real crux of the matter. We don't score any power play goals. I mean, that's the most important thing, right, grumpy old man? If was our team not, was, was that not in the second period he took that penalty as well? I, honestly, off? I can't remember. Um, and you know, a lot of fans are very upset with it. Oh, you know, let him leave as a restricted free agent. Let's just collect our four first round picks. And oh my gosh. And I don't know if a lot of fans are upset with the fact that our team is losing and it's just easy to continue to pile on, or people actually feel that way about him. But it when you look at the struggles of the team, again, I hate to bring this back up again, grumpy old man, but over the last 15 games, we've gone five for 46 on the power play. That's 10.87%. And we have conceded three shorthanded goals. I mean, we scored 36 goals over that time period. A lot, you know, that equates to 2.4 goals per game. And we've conceded 48, which equates to 3.2 goals a game. So to say, you know, this is an issue we have here, there are a lot of issues your team is having. It's not just one isolated incident that happened in one game. I'm going to tell you what, if Matt Barzal had better line mates around him, he'd have 100 points this year. He sets up guys for primo scoring chances night after night after night, and they just can't put the puck in the net. And if you were to get rid of Matt Barzal, I, I honestly, I don't know where you go offensively without him. I'll be honest with you. And, you know, for saying you want to get four first-round draft picks, we don't need them anyway. Coach said so last week. They don't pan out. We don't need first- and second-round draft picks. Let's trade for more 37-year-olds. Let's play for more third-line centers. That's what we need on this team. Uh, like I said, those comments are just, you know, whatever. I consider them foolish. Um, they are. Those are the same comments that if social media existed back in the 1990s and the early 2000s would have been praising the Islanders for trading guys like uh, Roberto Luongo and Zidane Chara to try to go ahead and mortgage our future for the now. Those would be the same as that cast and crew saying, I'm sick and tired of waiting. It's time to make our claim right now. Um, and that's actually also an interesting segue. Roberto Luongo had his number retired there for the Florida Panthers, grumpy old man. Yeah. Uh, all-time great in goal. Fantastic. Islander draft pick. Um you brought me back to the dark times, the Millberry times, when uh, Middle Earth was being taken over by, uh, you know, 
whatever the Lord of the Rings character is, the bad guy. I don't know. Sauron. Sauron, or whatever. The bad guys. Um, that's when Milbury was in charge. Uh, yeah, those are bad times. I mean, you think about those deals, the deal to get um, Alexi Yashin, where we wound up giving up Chara, and the second pick in the draft, which winds up being Jason Spezza. And then you trade Luongo and Ole Jokin, and who had a, a really good career also for Mark Parrish and Ole Kavasha, another disaster. Uh, and that, that those are whole podcasts all by themselves. Um, we can talk about Mike Milbury, not a problem there. Uh, but for people who want to get rid of Matt Barzal, I just think they're being short-sighted. Like I said, if this, if this organization and Mike Bossy came up in the draft, they never would have picked him. Never. Wayne Gretzky, never. We don't want guys like that because they don't play defense. All they do is score goals. We don't need anybody like that. Marilyn Mew probably wouldn't have been picked by this organization either because he didn't play enough defense. I don't know. It's just frustrating. I 100% understand you there, grumpy old man. Um, we're right around 50 minutes. Um, I want to thank you for being a part of the podcast as always. Um, I want to thank the Hockey Podcast Network. Again, they allow us to have this podcast on multiple different platforms. Whether you're listening to your podcast there on Google, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple, Stitcher, doesn't matter. Anywhere you listen to your podcast, you can find the Never Say Die podcast. But to, no matter what, even if the NHL goes ahead and suspends their season, we plan on releasing a podcast next Tuesday um, or you know, at least once a week. Possibly, again, we'll stick to the twice-a-week schedule, but bare minimum, we're still going to go ahead and release a podcast once a week. Don't get ahead of yourself. We don't know what's happening. See, you're starting to do coronavirus panic right now. I can feel it. I can feel you. You didn't get your toilet paper. You didn't get your water. Now, oh, we can't do podcasts. I mean, unless coronavirus comes through the internet, I don't think we need to worry about it. Just calm yourself down over there, sunshine. Well, I'll tell you this, grumpy old man. I, you know, people always complain about the water. I just drink faucet water. I don't know. Uh, I don't. So I didn't have to worry about rushing to get bottled water. Like everybody was worried that you know a hurricane or a tornado was coming through the bridge. You actually would need water. I mean, what? I don't know why people would would panic by bottle of water, but they did. Well, you know what? You drink faucet water. Uh, I drink bottled water, and the people want to get. Uh, rid of Matt Barzell, they're drinking the Islander Kool-Aid. They're drinking, they're drinking the Islander Kool-Aid. They're drinking water out of puddles outside. Um, Ooh, I'm that, not going to go that far. I'm I, not going that far. I'm going to say they're drinking the Islander Kool-Aid, which until recently you were drinking in hefty amounts. <laughs> oh, grumpy old man. I want to thank you again for being part of the podcast. I had fun. Um, I'm sure we're going to continue to have fun if the NHL suspends their season. It's going to be a little bit less structured, and it's just going to be a fun time. Yep. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure as always.